What's up, everybody? It's Podcast Thursday. Joining me today is my guy, Aaron Gordon. Aaron comes on the podcast to share his journey and give us some insight on what he's been up to during this current pandemic. Aaron just recently graduated from Valparaiso University and has one more year left of eligibility, which is super dope. And I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this conversation because Aaron has so much going on off the floor. And guys, if you want to see this episode visually, tune in to my YouTube channel under Dewan Marrero. The link will be in the episode description. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Take care. Aaron, what's going on, man? How's life treating you, right? I'm yeah, blessed, bro. Pretty good. Um, congratulations on graduating. Thank you. Thank you. How how you feel? Um, well, it feels kind of weird because you know I definitely uh, did not imagine graduating at Valpo uh, four years ago, but I think um, it's been a really um, it's been a great process for me. You know, just my entire career, uh, college, high school. You know, so for it to all to come to an end, it feels pretty good. And for me to have another year, it makes it even that much more special. What's, what was that like? Like, take us back to that journey, man. Like, you start off at Seton Hall. I played in the Big East, so I feel you. Like, I didn't expect, like, graduating from Moorhead State. So take us back, yeah. like, in that journey at Seton Hall to, like, Valpo. And so, um, obviously, when, when I was a senior, um, I waited because, um, you know, I definitely had a couple – uh, eyes on schools that were, you know, close here in Indiana. And I wanted to choose a school that was, you know, a school that I really enjoyed. And I think Seton Hall came on to me extremely late. Um, obviously, with Isaiah Whitehead leaving um, to go to the NBA, they really wanted another, you know, score that was, you know, really dynamic. So uh, I think that they really started really seeing me a lot my senior year. And as the season progressed, you know, Isaiah Whitehead was doing really well. So I think it was a good match to start for both of us. So. Um, you know, I go there and, um, you know, I didn't play very much my freshman year, which most freshmen don't. And then I started to get a lot more minutes my sophomore year, started to play a lot of minutes, especially like in the tournament. And, um, you know, I had a really good experience. And then um, like a lot of seniors graduated, um, the coaching staff was entirely new. So I thought that, you know, there's a lot of schools that, you know, I liked here in Indiana and um, came back, took some visits. And I thought that Valpo was the right one. And I, when I uh, first made my decision to go to DePaul, I always tell people, if I had to do it all over again, I was, you never want to change, you know, your journey, but yeah, I would have went to Valpo because in 2012, they went to like the sweet 16, I believe. And I was pissed because I'm like, man, I could have <laughs> been a part of that team, but I wanted to chase the name. I went because it was DePaul and it was in the big East. When did you hit that wall? in college was it your freshman year when you wasn't getting a lot of minutes uh I think I hit a, a number of different walls I think for the mm -hmm. first one it was probably my my first game because it the first scrimmage that we had I did really well because I had 11 mm -hmm. points I played a lot of minutes and then um you know the, our starting point guard he was hurt and um you know I played a lot of minutes we did really well we, we actually scrimmaged St. Joseph's and you know I did I did pretty solid so I was expecting um you know, I was expecting a little bit more, so I go out there and I only played, like, one minute of my first game. So, wow. I think that was the first wall I hit. And then, um, you know, and it was tough because I was a top 100 player, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I right. was definitely coming into college thinking, okay, 
I really want to get this stuff going and, you know, I really want to be really productive because, you know, that's the reason why I chose to play. And, um, you know, things didn't really work out as much earlier on. And then I started to get some more minutes my freshman year. Um, I actually played a decent amount against Villanova when they were number one. So that was a pretty good experience. And then I would say um, my sophomore year, it was just really progressive because I think to start the year off, it was okay. I didn't have great numbers, but then throughout the year, I started to have really good numbers, really solid numbers. Um, you know, I had a really good game against Texas Tech. I had a really good game against Villanova. Um, you know, some of the best teams in the country. So um, I really started to get progressive. So for me, I didn't, it didn't really, um, the wall, I had multiple walls, I would say my freshman. Right. No. So what was your other schools outside of Valpo? Did you have any other interests in you that you wanted to go to? Besides Valpo? Yeah, um, uh, there's a few uh, a interest, obviously, in IU, because IU is always going to be in there. No doubt. Me, obviously, with just my family. Um, and then Vanderbilt. Uh, I was looking at Vanderbilt, you know, extremely hard. Nice, nice. Coach Drew, he's he's a stand-up guy. Yeah. Um, I go out there and train, and I pulled up on him. I'm like, Drew, you, <laughs> you're from the region. You're from northwest Indiana. He recruited me when I was in middle school. and. Yeah you know, regardless of the outcome when he was there, he was just a stand-up guy and he was full of energy. And I saw he had just took a new job at Grand Canyon. So I'm rooting for him. Um, I was doing homework because you're younger than me. And then I saw yeah. you finished out at Cathedral. Why you didn't finish like the, like the four years at North Central? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's a uh, it's a long process when it comes right. to that because um, you know I had to go through court and all that my oh yeah uh, sophomore year so I mean my sophomore going in junior year so um, you know there was a lot of of I would say negative energy that I was definitely feeling in terms of the school um, sure because I had a great freshman year at North Central and I think you was a lot killing of people, yeah, and I think a lot of people remember that and then um, you know I would say my sophomore year there was a, I would say there's a drop in my mental aspect. I think that mentally, because a lot of people don't know, like my grades weren't doing too great my sophomore year. They weren't terrible. I mean, but they weren't very good for my standards. It went up to, to me, par. Anything, when you get, yeah, it went to, because for me, I always think a 3.0 is, is, you know, I've always had a 3.0. So, you know, once it starts dropping below that, you know, there's there's definitely something wrong. Cause I've, I've Things got to change. Person to take pride. Yeah. So then, you know, a lot of stuff was going on um, at North Central. Um, actually, a year later, one of my best friends got shot and killed, and wow. um, it, you know, it was, it, you know, for me, I just wasn't, it just wasn't the right mindset for a 16-year-old kid, you know, having dreams of playing Division One basketball, um, and you know, I think that a change was definitely needed when there's, like I said, when you're around this area, there's a lot of great schools that you can go to. And I was, I had the opportunity to host uh, Coach Jason Delaney, who's now the head coach over yeah. there, yeah. and. The, the cathedral is just a rich program. A lot of talented players come through there. So I was like, damn, I didn't know, like, cathedral got down like that. You know what I mean? Because we up yeah. here, like, when you up here in the region, you know, like, we already have our own ego because we, we lack resources. So it's just like when, you have to do your homework if you're from up here to know the cathedral. Because yeah. Sean Woods went there, uh, who was my head coach when I was at Moorhead. And he yeah. spoke highly of cathedral. What What was that? experience like for you during your Indiana All-Star run? Well, it was interesting because um, my senior year, I played all the junior year games, um, but my senior year, I was not able to play in Indiana All-Star uh, because I had to go to Seton wow. Hall and my, my coach would not let me go. 
because we that was the only time we could have our entire team there. So I actually Damn. wasn't even able to play in that one game. You didn't get the jersey? No, I didn't get the jersey. Damn. Yeah, it was tough. I would, I would have been pissed. But it's nothing like those yeah. summer workouts. But I'm like, then yeah, that last game in 2012, man, I, I ran to make it to my graduation. Because we played that Damn. night, and that following morning was graduation. And obviously, I wasn't there for rehearsal, so I was just unorganized. But – Damn. Yeah. I'm, so, no, it's dope, though. You got the accolades, you know what I mean, to receive that Indiana um, All-Star. What's it like yeah. being that top 100 uh, before we get off the subject? Because you was a highly recruited player, you know, when like I saw you went in, to Valpo. In the top 100 or, or yeah. at the camp? Well, just, like, at both because you was highly yeah. recruited. Yeah. Um. Uh, for me, you know, I've always been uh, highly touted from since I was in middle school. So, yeah. you know, it's the process that, you know, I just thought was was meant to come. And obviously you see, um, you know, they always take a small percentage. Um, you know, even, uh, even at the top 100 level, even a small percentage gets accolades that they're trying to get. So, uh, for me, it was always a battle. I didn't, I mean, personally, I didn't feel any different than any kid that was wearing, you know, 12,000. And, and mm-hmm. I think that that's the real attitude that a lot of kids that were there had. I mean, I know that a lot of people say when you are around kids in the top 100 or you're in the top 100, you know, it's a privilege to it. But I'll be honest with you. A lot of those kids, I know you play with a lot of guys that, uh, you know, were in the top 100 and the top 25, even in the top 10. I mean, they don't necessarily act like that. They know they work, they're workhorses. They work all the time. They're doing everything that they're supposed to do. Yeah, no, I, I agree, man. That's one thing, like, even when I'm around other pros, I look at how they work, like work out, like had the opportunity to be in the gym with Rob Covington and Darius Garland yeah. when I'm in Nashville and to see those guys mentally lock in and not miss a shot during their workout. I'm like, man, I got to apply that to my game in terms of just coming in my workout 45 minutes to an hour. I'm in and out. Um, yeah. What was it like meeting Kobe? Like you had the opportunity to meet yeah. Kobe, like, you know, God rest his soul. Yeah. So it, that was a really um, that was a really unique uh, experience because I've what's so crazy I've actually been about three or four different times and nice. Um, so I have a quick story to tell. Yeah, so please, pretty much please, this bro. was like yeah. So <laughs> this is my first my first uh, NBA game that I went to for my brother. It's actually his first game ever. Like, I've been like Pacers games, but I haven't been to any outside of that. And um, you know, this is my first game. I'm just getting off the plane. We're going straight directly to the game. So because of the L.A. traffic, because we got in at like four o'clock and the game was at seven. So it takes like okay. three hours if you drive there. So true. get there. Yeah. And I see these two little girls just sitting there. And, you know, they're they're a little bit younger than me. Uh, one's almost my age. And then one's like a little baby. One's about like three or four years old. And I'm like nine. And one's like, I think like seven or eight. So, like, I'm there, and I see them, and then I was just, like, like I was just – I didn't see any kids, so I just went over just to talk to them, and I was just trying to show off. I was, like, you know, my brother is number 10 for the Clippers. Uh, he's a rookie, and, you know, I'm just talking. I'm just, like, I just got off a plane for me in Annapolis, like – and it's so weird because I'm just, like, you know, especially the older one, they're just sitting there looking at me, and they're just, like, okay, like, that's cool, okay. And they're, like, where are you from again? And then, like, I'm, like, oh, dang, like, they must not care about basketball or anything. Like, right. They must not have a clue. <laughs> so then, like, I go over there and, like, I told my mom, like, like they don't, they must not know anything about basketball or anything. So my mom's like, oh, I guess maybe. I, I don't know. So then fast forward, maybe, I think it was 
it was that 09 year when they played against the Orlando Magic. And he held uh, one of his daughters up, and I, re- and I recognized him. And that's when I, I screamed and told my mom, like, those were Kobe's daughters. That was that's Kobe. To. Yeah, and that was Kobe's daughters that I was talking to. So, you know, it was, it was, it was crazy because that was the first time I met um, Natalia and Gigi. So um, that, was a, that was a really cool, cool, cool experience. What, what what conversation did you have? Because I saw it on your Instagram, man. You said, man, you, you wrote the caption and you was like, I saw the photo. Like, how did you ask him for the photo? Did you just be up straight forward and like, hey, Kobe, I want a photo? Yeah, so, um, <laughs> you know, him and my brother had the same agent. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't okay. Now. Yeah, that's how I had that connection to him. Oh, so, sweet. Um, okay. They have the same agent. So, like, I've talked to him on the phone maybe one or two different times, you know, just say a quick hi because, you know, he was talking to my brother on the phone and I was with him. So, um, you know, so we went there. He he obviously knew who I was because um, his agent was right there and she told him, hey, this is Eric's brother. Nice. And so, you know, he just, you know, he just, I guess they told him a quick rundown, like, hey, like he's, you know, he's uh, uh, an Indian all-star, whatever. He's going to Seton Hall. And he was just like, you know, just keep perfecting your craft. Um, and you know, he just, I can't remember exactly, exactly right. what he said, because you know, it was, it was a whole like vibe. Awe. Yeah, yeah it, it's it was a whole, whole vibe. vibe. And it was, just, <laughs> it was like a mama mentality moment. It was just like, you know, keep perfecting your craft, you know, don't let anyone outwork you. And I'm just sitting there like, wow, like this is crazy. Man, who, so who's your favorite players outside of your brother? Like who's your favorite players in the league? In the league? Yeah. I would say my favorite player, and I'm I'm really biased because I grew up with a lot of guys. So my favorite yeah. players aren't even, you know, the same yeah. guys that a lot of people. So I would say, obviously, D. Rose. That's a fan favorite, I would say. Yeah. But, like, then, you know, I like guys a lot, like, that he played with. Um, like, I like Mike Conley a lot. Um, obviously, Greg Oden uh, before legend. he got hurt. Yeah, legend. Um, you know, I actually like Daquan Cook. I actually loved O.J. Mayo's game. Um you know, so there's there's a lot of guys that my brother play with. And the best part about that is seeing them in middle school and then being able to see them go up through the ranks and then in the NBA, there's no process That's awesome. like that. And That's those are the guys awesome. I support. I mean, I love my Kobe LeBrons and right. my Giannis's and all that, my KDs, but there's something about being able to watch someone grow from middle school to the NBA. No, that's that's stellar, bro. What got you into the podcasting game? Like, I, I was checking out your videos and I was on your Facebook I was like, bro, got a podcast. I got, I got to follow, bro. So, like, yeah, take me through the journey, man, about, like, what got you into the podcasting. So, um, you know, for me, I, I, I major in communications, and I just recently mm-hmm. graduated with it. So, it was, um, like, I love listening to podcasts. Like, I listen to yours. I listen Same to here. Rogan's. I appreciate I it, bro. To, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I listen to, which one? I actually listened to the Coach Lanny's one. I listened to. Langston's one that Langston was the first one uh that Langston's my guy with. Langston's my yeah, guy I listened to uh DSRs um I listened to there's a the DSRs audio was bad like I'm still yeah. learning now but the DSR <laughs> it was low and I'm gonna have to redo that one but yeah I appreciate that one it, it and it was crazy because like one thing with podcasting is like you can't really it, it's something that takes a lot of time. People, a lot of people think yeah, it's easy. You can't perfect. I yeah, mean, you could perfect hard. it, but the, the the equipment you have to have, dude, it's like you have to be in a yeah. studio to get that stellar podcast. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 a tough game. It, it is, but once I think once you get to it, it's 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 pretty easy. But you know, getting to it, um, getting the viewership, getting all that. It's its tough to start, but, you know, from the people that I heard, you know, it's its pretty easy. But 
you know, that's the thing with me. Like, I've always loved listening to podcasts. Like, I love, like, listening to, like, Joe Rogan. I like, Joe Rogan is, like, his podcast is definitely one of my favorite things to listen to. So, you know, I, I've always enjoyed that. And I've done interviews and stuff. You know, I've done, like, like news interviews, like, written interviews. And, and you know, it didn't really, it didn't really fit me, I don't think. I think I like, yeah. whenever I interview people, I like adding, like, my flavor to it, adding, you know, different questions that a lot of people wouldn't ask or a lot of people are afraid to ask. And, you know, that's one thing I think that I, you know, really thrive at. Yeah, like being authentic and like having the organic conversation is what's in. I mean, you yeah. see all the smoke, like they're they're having a session and that's the previews. Yeah. <laughs> like people <Yeah. laughs> watch that. So it's like yeah. one of my favorites is uh, Joe Buttons. Because yeah. they'd be like, they'll start off, and they'll be like, so what the hell are we going to talk about today? <laughs> Let's yeah. scroll on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm like, I can do that. So yeah. I, I appreciate that. What's some of your other projects that you're working on? Yeah, so I also have like a, a news company. It's just all, all everything that I do is just pretty much like my name and then the company. So I have Airborne Gaming, Airborne News. I have um, Airborne Podcast and Airborne TV. Um, the thing that nice. I like to do with, with all three is I, I like add my own dynamic to it. Um, I, I've thought about merging them all, but I think that for me, I, I believe it's always good to have your different avenues and different ways and, and like a different audience. Cause I think a lot of people that are extremely interested into my podcast may not be extremely interested, interested in my gaming. So for me, um, the one I take a lot of pride in is definitely my Android TV. Cause that's really just a vlog about my life it's it's really I think truly storytelling when it comes to what it's like to be a college basketball player and I take a lot of people you know just behind the scenes of of you know what it's like where we go obviously I can't do something like in the locker room you know before games and all that but I do like giving people like a real circumstance of you know what it's like to you know have a picture day like those are things I think a lot of people like to see a lot of places travel so that's something I take pride in What's some of, like, do you have a creative space you get into? So you'd be like, man, I'm gonna put out this content today. No, I really don't. I kind of just uh, vlog around. I think that's something that I've definitely wanted to do a little bit more of is, is you know, think about different things to, to vlog about and get more of a creative space. But I, I mean, I think as of right now, um, especially with me going to class and all that, it was really hard. But I think that that was the beauty of it. I think that that was the beauty of my vlogs and and I, I'm definitely going to get into more um, scripted work and stuff and start doing a little bit more of that. But I think that for my uh, vlog and some of my better views are are definitely ones that are just me kind of just going through the life of you know just go, you know going on the road um, with my team. It's a grind. And it was like yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people they they see that you know just uh, you know because I I think a lot of people when they look at D one they're looking at oh they're going to go to a uh, a Marriott and um, you know in the big city stay there and you know but in, in a lot of my videos you know we're just really on the go you know they do take care of us but it's still really tough like we're really on the go it's not just oh well they're just shooting around and no nah, we're, we're actually going to go on the road that night practice wake up do a shoot around and then we, we're going to get ready to play and I think a lot of people don't know that they just think that we're just in our hotel rooms doing nothing all day that's super dope day. bro that's super dope uh, I gotta get a GoPro that's that's on yeah. my list. I got to get a GoPro and um, and just create because I think, bro, we're living in this era where you have to be more creative than ever. 
Yeah. Um, in, in order to reach that next level off the court. And I'm, I'm a big advocate on being more than an athlete, bro. And I see that in you. Yeah. And that's why I wanted you to come on and, and just share your passion just outside the game and just, you know, the people here, your journey and life and the shit that we went through as a division yeah. athlete. So yeah, I appreciate so, it, bro. For sure. So like, that's the thing. I think a lot of people have to, you know, really step outside the box, whether you're an athlete or not, because I think, you go, you go insane when you, you know, just think about basketball 24 seven, cause it's, it's, it's a lifestyle. It's not something that I think you should only do, but it's, it's a lifestyle. And I think that if you add other things and incorporate it into it, you know, it's, um, it's important. It's just like, you know, having faith in your life. I mean, as much as basketball is really important, but your faith should come first, no matter what. So I think, you know, when you do outside stuff, it, it puts everything into perspective. Do you overthink? Like for me, I speak about, I overthink sometimes and I have to like be real conscious. Like, Hey dude, like put it out there. Don't care what people say. Cause at the end of the day, you're doing something really cool and you have to own that. Do you have to like talk to yourself sometimes before? I really you don't actually. Okay. What's so funny is actually <laughs> people tell me the opposite. People actually want me to think and do, but I think, you know, for me, uh, that is that is a, the whole point of of you know doing a lot of stuff. I don't I don't think that you should ever really hold back because I think whenever you start off doing something, it's going to take a little bit. Like sure. you know, whenever you put stuff out, um, especially if this is your main avenue, it's going to take a little bit if you don't have a following because everything takes a lot to grow. And what's so funny is, is I actually look back on Joe Rogan's first podcast, and it was not very good. Like it was the quality was terrible the visuals weren't that great and then now it's the most successful podcast in the world now it's just only six years ago so you know for me and I think it's really important for people to really get going and continuously get better I like to look at how have you gotten better from here to here instead of you have to be good now and you have to be as good as you can be now I think it's always a progressive thing dude speaking of Joe I just researched it um his podcast is becoming a spotify exclusive yeah it is that's crazy i think he said it his is. first six six seven years man he wasn't getting compensated for it and and i don't yeah. think people can just hop on a podcast if you're not if you don't have the heart or the love for it it's not yeah. going to work out because you know i'm pretty sure you have friends work. they're like man i want to start a podcast but it's like the effort the the time you yeah. have to put in and the creativity behind it, because you're going to have different guests. And I prided myself on having a wide variety of guests, not just ball players. Yeah. And that's the thing with me. Like, I've only interviewed maybe three or four people that are basketball players. And a lot of them are people from outside. And I think that that's really important when it comes to podcasts, because I think when you look at the, the demographics and what people really want to listen to, a lot of people, they, they want to have that that diversity. So I think that that's one thing that makes Joe Rogan really good is he, you know, he has multiple people on there that are from different aspects and you're going to get different, you know, view viewpoints. And I think that that's extremely important. All right, man. Thank you so much for coming on a podcast. And I always, I've been learning to have like, after I end a segment to have that one question and I'm going to ask you that question, like who are those people that shaped you to be the person you are today? Oh, for sure. I think the number one person is, is my dad. And I think anybody that, that is around in Indianapolis area knows him. He was just on the news yesterday. 
talking about uh, Paul Logan, who passed away from North Central. Um, and I think that whenever you talk about his mission and his goal, um, his goal has always been to, to help the community. Um, and I think that that is really important because when he was younger, um, his dad was like that for him. His dad was uh, was the dad that went to, he took he took a busload of kids to Las Vegas. He drove them there. Um, he made sure they, wow. they were all fine when they went on AU tournaments. And that's something that uh, my dad would do. And, that, and that's one thing that he does. And, um, you know, that's something that I think I've always really took to heart because there's, there's certain instances in my life that, you know, um, that I would never take for granted. And, and one is, um, one is Dewan uh, Thompson. He passed away um, in eighth grade and we went to Washington, D.C. and to go see the White House. And that was when we were in sixth grade. And for some reason at the time, I didn't really think nothing of it because um, we went to go visit my brother Evan because that's when he was playing at Liberty. And then we went to go see the White House. And we all have a picture sent by the White House. And, um, so, you know, that's that's something that, you know, at the time, you know, you really don't care about. You know, that's right. something that didn't matter. It didn't really matter until I was until I would say I was 10th, 11th grade. And I look back at it and it's like, wow, like that, that was truly amazing. Aaron, bro, thank you so much for, again, just coming on a podcast. Like I said, I know you're on the go, sure, and um, I truly do appreciate it, bro. All right, for sure. Thank you for having me. What's up, everyone? We are back. Hope you all enjoyed this episode with my guy, Aaron. Aaron has so much going on, and he is an inspiration to many. I will have his social media handles out there when I release this episode so you guys can check out his content guys i appreciate you all for tuning in and do not forget to hit subscribe and leave a review peace